Last week, we talked about the world and the situation around the world, and, and we asked the question, is the world falling apart? And I'm still kind of wondering, you know, even, even after last Sunday, things got bad again, didn't they? We had a horrible week. And, you know, what happened in California, and, and uh, that's very close to, you know, where my wife's parents live and other family members. In fact, uh, Paula was born in San Bernardino. And, and grew up uh, a few minutes away from there. And, you know, where do you go for help? Are, you know, are we just like hoping everything's going to get better, everything's going to be fixed? Where do you turn? And really the, the answer that we talked about last week is to God. That's where we turn. That's the, only, that's the only thing we have to offer, that we can turn to God and we can turn to His Word. And we looked at Psalm 46, that God is our refuge and our strength. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. But we need to be still and know that He is God. Be still and know that He is God. No matter what's going on around the world, He has, a, he has ultimately, He has a plan, a master plan. He's going to work it out. But you and I need to hold on to Him, and that's the witness. That's the witness we even saw in that short video uh, of this family that held on to God no matter what, and it, and it reached other people. For you and I, the witnesses that we're holding on to our God. Now today and for the next uh, few weeks, I, I, I want to do a series called Good News for a Change because, you know, let's face it, a lot of the news that we're hearing is not all that great, right? And, and uh, this first week, I want to do a number of weeks, but this first week I want to talk about what is it? What is the good news for a change? And so kind of give some definition. The good news defined really from a biblical point of view. But before we get to that, I want to look at some of these websites that kind of give us an idea of what's going on. So let's go to the first one there. This is uh, Google News. Right? Can you hit control control uh, in the positive sign? It'll make it bigger. Somehow it got smaller. There we go. So let's just look here. San Bernardino investigation. Targets man thought to bought two weapons. Uh, London police treating tube station knife attack as terrorist incident. Scroll. Gun sales spike. Miami police shoot and kill. Michigan State sealed a college football player spot. Oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> Yemen's Aden governor killed in car bombing claimed by Islamic State. Scroll. Record bombing of Islamic State targets tallied by U.S. military. Azeri oil worker dies. Airstrikes target IS. Communist China invests $60 billion in Africa. This is, this is the news that you're seeing, and then Google News kind of will see what's going on. But I thought there's got to be something better than that, so let's go to the next one. And this is called the Good News Network. That, I mean, what is this? A very Merry Christmas. Scroll down. Miss Piggy Light White House Christmas Tree with Obama's. Houston prays for moving 41 homeless vets to permanent housing. The Rock shows soft spot for puppy needing help. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. This is even better. 
That was the goodnewsnetwork.org. This is the greatnewsnetwork.org. CO2 emissions flatline in 2014, even as global economy grows. Now, this we got some great news happening around the planet, just so you folks know that. EPA proposes cutting carbon dioxide emissions from coal plants 30%. UN, UN court orders Japan to halt Antarctic whaling. Scroll one time. This is so exciting, I get to get more. The world becomes what you teach to tackle pollution. China to draw pursuit of growth at all costs. This is the news that we have around us, right? This is what's out there today. And this is, this is the good news and the great news. But the next one is absolutely my favorite. Go ahead and go there. Happynews.com. But the only problem is there's nothing there. There's nothing there. You can, you can click on any of it. There's nothing there. In fact, the domain site is up for sale. If you want to buy happynews.com, you can buy that. But there's no buyers. Happynews.com. So is that the good news? No. You know, I, I read this. You know, we hear, you know, pastors hear news all the time. And uh, some of it's good and some of it's not so good, right? Well, let me give you a few of these. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. The good news is this. Now that you have an associate, you don't have to prepare a sermon every Sunday. Bad news, he can preach better than you. <laughs> How about this one? Good news, your church's new recovery group is well attended. Bad news, your spouse and kids are in it. <laughs> Good news, your church is getting lots of free publicity recently. Bad news, it's on the crime reports page. Your youth director is finally getting kids to attend church. Bad news, they're going to the church down the street. But I like this one. Good news, with your new wireless microphone, everybody can understand your sermons. Bad news, the hard of hearing suddenly discovered they disagree with you. I like that. Here's another one about that. Mrs. Jones, good news, is wild about your sermons. The bad news, she's also wild about the gong show and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where we're at. Like, good news, bad news, the world around us. What is going on? Well, I, I have to say that, I, that, that we have some news. We have some good news. And this is good news that never changes. Good news that is, is real, that's true. In the Proverbs, it says this, that, that good news gives health to the bones. He says in Proverbs 25, like cold water to a weary soul is good news from a distant land. Good news is good for us, right? You like to hear something that's good. You, you like to hear something that will encourage you, that will help you get on with your life. But Google News... And some of us, I know how this is. Some of us are like addicted to the news. You know, if you've got CNN, you can play that like for hours on end. You go like, and uh, Wolf, whatever his name is, and, and, and you're just playing this news over and over again. And, and you end up getting really depressed 
I do. If I'm watching this, I'm reading those things, you're going to get depressed in the end, right? And I'm not saying, uh, I want to make this clear from the beginning, I'm not saying we should put our head into the sand like ostriches, right? Do they really do that? I asked you this once before. Why not? It looks good. But, but we're not to do that. We, we need to know, and I think we need to have an appreciation and understanding what's going on around us, but we also have to have a focus, a focus of our hearts and our minds that is on something different, that's, that's outside of this life and this world and what is going on here and now. And so the basis of, the basis of this uh, series that I want to do is this. In Luke chapter 2, if you'll turn with me, please, to Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. This is kind of the foundation of what I'm going to be talking about for the next number of weeks. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Very familiar verses. Verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. You know, if you do a search in the Bible of how many times it says, do not be afraid, you will be amazed. And the reason for that, I believe, is because we're prone to fear and, and there's so much around us that makes us scared and be fearful. But the angel came and said, do not be afraid. Why? He's, the angel said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. Today, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Good news of great joy. You see, we can look at all those other things, and we're not going to find a lot of great joy there unless you're, you know, uh, really um, interested in CO2. Or, or some of these other kinds of things that are, that are going on. Your sports guy had, just had a baby and, and whatever and, and sort of stuff like that. But he says, good news of great joy. And it's a, again, it's a matter of our focus. It's a matter of keeping our eyes in the right place. Not, not again, not ignoring all the things that are going around us, but, but for you and I to be different, that our hope and our, our hearts and our lives are, are fixed on Jesus Christ. I like that song. Why'd you stop it? Good news. I want to say to you today that this idea, good news, where it's translated good news in this passage, it's also translated gospel. Now, you know that. Most of you know that. The word gospel means literally good news. In fact, the, where that word gospel came from, the old uh, English word Godspell, and it's not about, it's not God, it's, it's like good. Goad, I guess is the original pronunciation. Goad spell, which means good word or good message. And that's where this word gospel comes from. And, and so we have that, that word, and, and it's translated good news, it's translated gospel, and it's used over and over in the Bible. Uh, you know, over a hundred times this word is used, and it's used in different forms about about proclaiming a message, proclaiming a truth. We're going to talk about that in one of our uh, parts of our series here. 
But, but this idea, good news and gospel, when you think about that, what do you think of? What does it mean? We've kind of used it in different ways, I think. When you, when you hear that word gospel, uh, one of the ways we use it is the four gospels, right? The gospel. One of the gospels is what? Matthew. We're looking at one here in Luke. The four gospels. So that's one of the four gospels. So that's, you know, that's, we've kind of made that a definition of the word. Uh, we also kind of use it like, uh, well, if you're telling somebody the truth, you tell them that's the gospel truth. Like, where'd that come from? But that's how we kind of use it. Or maybe it's a type of music, right? Oh, that's gospel music. That's what he was playing. He just wanted to, you know, whoever, which one, every one of you boys was playing the gospel music. Uh, girls, sorry, boy. I didn't... <laughs> One of them was looking so guilty, I thought it was him. But he doesn't even have a phone, so it couldn't have been him. I, I should know better. Gospel music. So, you know, again, pointing back to the four Gospels, I guess, maybe it is. But, but it's, a, it's a message that, that I'm trying to uh, get across to you today, that this word means good message, good word, good news. And that's what he said today. He said, I bring you good news of great joys that w- joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you. Now that term wasn't uh, started to be used when Jesus was born. It was used before that. Uh, it was a, a term that was used really uh, about uh, victory. Uh, one, one definition is is this a message of victory or other political or personal news that caused joy? That's how they would use that word. That word that uh, we use, we translate as gospel or good news. So it was used in that day and it was used before Jesus was born. And one of the most interesting things I found about its use is this. Uh, in, the, in the ancient Greek City, there was a city called Priene. How many of you have heard about this? Priene, the city, and uh, there's a, a very famous inscription that's, that was found. It was discovered in the temple that uh, is dedicated to Athena, who is a goddess of wisdom and goddess of war. And this inscription, it's known as the Priene calendar inscription. It it was a uh, a stone. It was a dedication to the uh, Emperor Augustus. Now, you all have heard of him. And Augustus was the first, and I'm reading here, the Augustus was the first emperor of the Roman Empire and one who sat upon the throne when Jesus was born, okay? That's who this Augustus is that they're talking about. But this is what it says on this this, uh, inscription, which is dated around 9 B.C. or so. It says this, And since the birthday of the god Augustus was the beginning of the good news for the world that came by reason of him. That's how they were using this word at that particular time because the Roman Empire was in, you know, huge. The birthday of the god Augustus was the beginning of the good tidings or the good news or the gospel for the world that came by reason of him. Augustus was the good news. 
you see. I like what someone wrote. He said this, that the gospel of Mark has declared war on the gospel of Augustus. Why do I say that? Why did he say that, I should say? is because the very first verse in Mark says this, the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Same words that were used in the Priene inscription, the beginning of the, of the good news for the world that came by reason of Augustus. Mark writes, hey, listen, let's get this right. Let's get this straight. The beginning of the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ. And then this word kind of take, takes on a really distinctly Christian usage kind of from that time on and with these, the writings then, the gospels, the good news of great joy. But when you think about what was going on there and, and how this kind of came into uh, usage, well, think about it today. Where is Augustus? He's dead, right? He's still buried somewhere. I'm not sure where he's buried. His bones are there. Where's the Roman Empire? Gone. Crashed. Burned. But Jesus Christ, and this is what Mark was trying to get across, Jesus Christ risen from the dead, alive today. That's a good message. That's good news. That's good news that lasts. The good news, the gospel. Again, we're trying to define what this term means. Good news of great joy. I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Again, we're going to look at this word again a couple of times before we have communion together to celebrate this good news. But look to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We read in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, and I quoted to you Mark chapter 1, verse 1, the beginning of the good news, the good news of great joy when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, he says, Now, brothers, I want to remind you, I want to remind you, oops, already there, I want to remind you of the gospel or the good news, same word, that I preached to you which you received and on which you have taken your stand. That's important what he said there. They received it. Somebody shared it with them. Paul shared it with them. They received it and they, they, take, they take their stand upon it. They build their lives upon that word, that gospel, that good news. But look what he says in verse 2. By this gospel, by this good news, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. And then he gets to the heart of it in the next two verses. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. The most important thing, he says this, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And then he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. And then he lists a whole bunch of people that he appeared to. He says, this is the good news. And he's kind of defining it. It began there in Bethlehem. But it wasn't just the fact that this little baby was born there. That, that's only the beginning of the good news. 
It, it, it got to the place where Jesus, he lived his life in, and then it says here, Paul's telling us this good news is that Christ, Jesus, he died for our sins, according to the scriptures. We're going to look next week at the, the prophecies that led up to this good news. But that Christ died for our, our sins, he paid the penalty for our sins. Is there any better news than that? I mean, again, it's encouraging. It's nice to get some good news. It's good for the, for the bones. It's good for the soul to hear these good news. The Proverbs says, I quoted to you. We think of good news as this. Publisher's clearinghouse at your door knocking with a big giant check, right? That's the good news that you're waiting for, to hear. Right? Some of you are laughing because you just signed up for that. I know that. You're waiting for them to show up at your door, but, but you know what? That, that's kind of good news, and you know I wouldn't send them away or anything if they came to my door. I'd be surprised because I never signed up for it, but, but I wouldn't send them away, and you want to, okay, take care of me? That's fine. That's good news. But what does it say in Mark? What good is it? For man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. What good is it, ultimately, if we have no hope and we have no future? Oh, it's good that I can spend all the money I want right now, and that's, that's great and everything. But you know what happens. The more money you get, guess what? More worries, and the more you spend. Yeah, you get more and you spend more. You never like getting way ahead. So there's got to be more. And that's, that's why we're talking about good news today, because there, there's got to be more. There is more than just those things, right? There's, just, there's not just those things that you can see, touch, hear, Google News, Good News Network, Great News Network, Happy News. Well, there's nothing there anyways. Yeah, we, we, we already determined that. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He defeated death. For 2 Timothy, which we'll get to after we do the book of Jonah, he says, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through what? Through the gospel, through the good news, that same word that's repeated over and over in, in the Bible. That we, we have some good news. I don't know if I'm coming across strong enough to let you know. We've got some good news, people. Amen. We've got some good news, and, and, and it should be something that is at the very center of who we are. And, and Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 that you taking your stand on it. This is where I'm taking my stand. Not on my bank statement. Boy, that would be pretty weak, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, for some of us. Destroyed death, life, and immortality to light through the good news. Life and immortality to live forever. Eternal life is what he's talking about here. Through Jesus Christ, good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. This is what I'm talking about. That He rescues us. His birth, His life, His death, His resurrection. 
some of the some of the ways it's described the gospel of Jesus Christ the good news of Jesus Christ the gospel of his son the gospel of the kingdom the gospel of peace the eternal or everlasting gospel the gospel of grace it's de- defined and described in all these different ways I haven't seen that on Google News recently have you where are you going to find that? You've got to find it here to God and His Word. Although recently I did uh, come across a little clip by one of the presidential candidates who was sharing very clearly about his faith in Jesus Christ. It's pretty cool. I'm not telling you who it is right now. Wait till the... It'll all come out. But this last one I just want to talk about for a second here, this gospel of grace is kind of important because the good news is not based on our own work. It's based on what Jesus Christ came and did. It's not based on my good works. Because if it is, guess what? That's not good news, is it? That's not good news if it's based on you and I living a perfect life and making it and doing everything just right. How many of you have lived perfectly today? Go ahead and raise your hands if you have. Because then pride has got a hold of you and you just blew it, right? (laughs) If it's based on our good works and, and you and I making it today, that's not good news. That's really, that's kind of like bad news. But you know what? Every other religion, I'll I'll say this kind of in a broad stroke, every other religion is based upon works, based upon perfection, or based upon a system of a scale that if your good works outweigh your bad works, you're going to be okay with God, right? But you know what? It's got nothing to do with that because it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. One Time you blow it, it's just as good as if it's done, it's over. Because God is a holy God and He demands perfection, complete perfection. None of us can do it. None of us can make it. All have sinned and fall, uh, gone astray. We're all like sheep that have gone astray. But you know what? That's what they were trying to tell people back then. That's what's uh, rampant in the world today. I want you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 1. Ahead, just uh, two books, 2 Corinthians and into Galatians chapter 1. Paul was dealing with it back then, this idea of another gospel. Another good news, is there another good news that you and I can go to? Again, I've already said that, that if it's works, that we're we're in trouble. We're not going to make it. That's why it it irks me so much. And, you know, when you talk to people, they say, well, I've lived a pretty good life. They never just say, I've lived a perfect life. Have you ever heard anyone say that to you? They say, I've lived a pretty good life. Well, look at verse 6, Galatians Galatians chapter 1. He says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ Jesus and are turning to a different good news. A different gospel, which is really no good news at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion. 
and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. Those are pretty strong words, Paul was saying. Why? Because he knew it was the truth. He knew there was no way that you and I were going to make it on our own in the system of, of following, in, in their case, the following the law. They said, well, you can be a believer and get to heaven, but you also have to follow the law. Once you start adding anything to salvation by grace through faith, that's a different gospel. That's something altogether different. Paul was astonished. So kind of to sum up, let's read this definition from Bible.org. What is the gospel? It's the message of the good news of salvation. A message not only of eternal life, but one that encompasses the total plan of God to redeem people from the ravages of sin, death, Satan, and the curse that now covers the earth. That sums it up pretty well, doesn't it? The ravages of sin, death, Satan, and the curse that now covers the earth. You know, this earth isn't going to get any better until God makes it better. God's got a plan and a purpose, but, but for now, the good news isn't found around us. The good news is in our faith in Jesus Christ, that he died for me, that he paid my price. Paul said this in Romans chapter 1. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of this good news. Why? Because it, this good news that we're talking about today, he says it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Not of everyone, it's not a blanket, but everyone who believes. First for the Jew and then for the Gentile. It's the power of God. This, this news that, that we're talking about today is powerful news. It's powerful news and it, and it, and it affects people for, for eternity. The power of God. You know what? I think, I think the enemy has got us running scared sometimes. And we're afraid to tell people, hey, I got some good news. The, the good news is Jesus. It's, if you want to stum, sum it up in one word, what is it? It's Jesus. The good news is Jesus. If you're going to look around at the world, it's not going to get better. It's not getting any better. You thought, you know, with the, the, uh, all the study of social, sociology and, you know, and how if we, if we just get these programs in place, then we're going to get better and better. The world is going to evolve into a better system and, and we're going to take care of one another. As, have you seen that happening? It's, it's re rather what, what we do see. Oh, 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 we're, we're learning things, we're growing in certain things, but, but in, in an overall thing, it's a, it's a devolution. Right? It's not an evolution, it's a devolution. But in a strange sort of way, as we see that happening, we see that that, that is what you know, the prophecies talk about when things get really bad. Look up. Or your redemption draws near. That's, that's what we're looking for. But in the meanwhile, you and I have some good news. We got to get our heads out of the sand. We got to get our heads, you know, out of the of, of the, the worldly news because that's not the good news. And and because it, it's again, it's it's good for the soul. It gives 
It gives health to the bones. It's like cold water to a weary soul. Good news from a distant land. That Jesus came. He, he came and he, and he came that day in, in Bethlehem. That he lived his life. He's the perfect, the only one that could ever say they lived a perfect life. And then he died on a cross for you and for me and, and was buried and he rose again. You say, well, that's just too simple. Like nobody's going to understand that. Nobody's going to accept that as good news. Well, let them decide. See what God is doing in their lives. We don't know. We just don't know. But, but you and I need to know it for ourselves. Maybe we need to kind of have a, a, a check on ourselves. Like, what, do I have any good news in my life? Or am I just so down and depressed and people looking into, look at that Christian. <laughs> no, we got some good news. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. One last thing I want to say before we celebrate communion is this, is that the gospel always demands a response. You can accept it or, or reject it, but apathy is to reject the good news. There's a response required, and that's just part of the way that God has set it up, right? This good news requires that you and I, it's not an automatic feature, right? You and I have to hear. We hear, and like Paul said, and then they received it. And John 1, 12 says they received and they believed. And for every one of us, that's really where it's at. And for the people in our families and our lives, that's really what it's at. Do you believe this is there's good news? Jesus came. He died for our sins. Do you believe that? Have you received him into your life as Lord and Savior? I don't know about each one of you, if you have or you haven't. I hope and pray that you have. But if you haven't, you can right here, right today. You don't have to leave this place without having some good news in your life. Maybe everything else, like Psalm 46 says, is, is completely falling apart, falling into the sea. Well, there's some good news. It's that Jesus is Lord. It's not Augustus. It's not our leaders, that's for sure, right? Uh, you know, it's... it's it's distressing to see sometimes what, what, what happens in the way, you know, the new leader, he's going to just come in and make everything so good and everything, and, he, and, and, and then they come in and they make things worse. It's scary. But Jesus is different. No comparison. The eternal or ever, everlasting gospel, that's what we're talking about today. And we'll be talking about it as we come into this season of Christmas. Let's uh, bow our heads and pray together before we partake in communion. Father in heaven, we thank you for the good news that we have. And, and Father, forgive us for um, kind of like putting our focus in so many other places. We turn to you, the God who is our refuge and strength and our ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. The one who came, the angel proclaimed great, good news of great joy that will be for all the people. A Savior. That's our biggest need. We need saving. We're lost. Father, I pray for each one of us as we, even uh, in these weeks coming up to Christmas, yeah, it's great to get involved in all the things, but that we would, that we would also know and, and think about 
the great news, the good news, the best news. I pray for any here this morning as well today, Lord, that you know each and every heart here, you know maybe there is one person or more here today that have never surrendered, never said yes to you, Jesus. I pray today that they would open their hearts and simply pray along with me and say, Dear Jesus, I, I believe in you. I need good news in my life. And I open my heart and I ask you in. I trust you to forgive all my sin and to give me eternal life. We thank you, Lord, now as we come to celebrate communion that, that you have done an incredible work and we're here to rejoice in it. Rejoice and be glad in it because you have done an incredible thing. In Jesus' name, amen.